Hello everybody and welcome to another edition of Rick's Mix. Uh, we got a special one for you tonight. Um, at least tonight our time because we're in Germany. Most of you people listening are probably in the States. But uh, So tonight uh, I'm, we're having a little mini celebration here. I'm very excited because I finally got my logo finished for my, uh, my podcast. Uh, I want to thank the, the woman in, in Pakistan that did it. I, I can't remember her name to save my life, but boy, she did a great job. Uh, took a few days going back and forth with a lot of changes, but I'm really happy with it. And so because of that, I decided to do a podcast and uh, I dragged Max and Luca here in with me. And uh, I think this is going to be a fun one. So I found this thing. For those of you who, who know me or don't know me, uh, I'm from New England. I was born and raised in New Hampshire, southern New Hampshire, just right above Boston, maybe, I don't know, 45 minutes north of Boston. Uh, I consider myself a true New Englander in every sense of the word. Uh, born and raised there. Loved everything about New England, New Hampshire especially. Uh, and I found this thing online that says it's like uh, 42 ways to know you're from New England. And I thought it might be kind of fun uh, to do it with my kids because my boys, my two, you know, none of my boys really know much about where I was born except the stories I've told them. And uh, uh, they, went to, they went there to visit. They were able to visit there back in 2015, I think it was. Yeah, we were living in South Carolina. We took a trip up there to New Hampshire. And they loved it so much that after three weeks up there on the way home, I remember they were begging me. They were like, Daddy, could, can we move to New Hampshire, please? I mean, New Hampshire is just the best place to grow up. New England, New England in general. I don't care what anybody says. you got to have all four seasons, you know. you got to, we, we, you know, summertime, we, we get the heat and everything else. Wintertime, we get the snow, like skiing. Um, the lakes freeze over, the ponds freeze over. We play hockey, stuff like that. I kind of wish my kids would grow up in that, but uh, anyway, for now, so we want to go through this. It's from our local radio station back home. I, I remember them, WOKQ. They're a big country station, I think, as I recall correctly, out on the seacoast. But they released this list of 42 ways to know you're, know you're from New England. So I thought it'd be kind of fun to go through it with my kids to go through it uh, and read me each one, and I can react to see if, if indeed, it is one thing, if something that I, I actually did growing up in New England. Uh, so we're going to alternate, and Luca's going to go first. So, Luca, take it away. So, in number one, we have, you know you're a ch you're from New England if you're a true fan. That's okay. <laughs> Sorry. If you're a true fan of the Pats, you know, before the Brady days. The Brady years, yeah. So, absolutely. I mean, uh, come on. Everybody back home, you know, knows Tom Brady. Uh, so, you know, I I... I I think I started watching the Patriots, I want to say somewhere around 81, 82. I was like probably 10 or 11 years old. And, uh, you know, full disclosure, my, so my parents were divorced when I was like three or four. And so I didn't have, you know, like my kids, if I asked them, oh, when did you start watching, you know, Red Sox or Patriots or whatever, they'd be like, well, pretty much since we were born because they had me. Uh, they had dad. Uh, but I didn't have that. Neither one of my parents are really into sports. And so I, I played sports when I was a kid, and so I kind of discovered it a little bit late growing up. Uh, I think I first started watching the Red Sox around 78, maybe, because I was in Little League, 77, perhaps, when I was six. But the Patriots, yeah, I was, I was, uh, excuse me, still fighting the cold. Uh, I think I was, I want to say I was around 10 or 11, and my first favorite Patriots player's name was Mosi Tatupu. So those back home who go back that far, you remember him. He was a little Samoan dude, a little fullback, running back kind of guy. And he was like a cult favorite guy. And the Patriots were terrible. Just terrible. Uh, the Dolphins just whipped our ass every year. So to this to this day, you know, even though the Patriots have dominated the past 20 plus years, still have a supernatural hatred of the Dolphins. Uh, always hated the Jets. The Bills, eh, you know, they're a rival. But the Patriots have dominated them so much that it's kind of hard to hate them. You just kind of feel sorry for them. Uh, but yeah, I'm definitely a fan of the Patriots from long before the Brady years. I mean, we're talking... Squid, the squish the fish back in 85 and then bury the bears which we didn't do they buried us 46 to 10 in that super bowl in 86 but yeah i am definitely a fan of the patriots going back long before the brady years so yeah okay bring it on who's next max next one um number two when you give distance and time and not miles oh yeah oh yeah yeah this is something we definitely do back home like someone will say, hey, uh, you know, how far is it? Uh, how far is it to here? And you're not like, oh, well, you go six miles up the road. You're like, oh, it's probably like maybe oh, 15 minutes up there. And yeah, that's that's how we do it back there. We, 
And then, of course, the big famous one. In fact, Saturday Night Live, I think, even did a whole skit on this because Adam Sandler was from there and he was on it. They did a skit called uh, You Can't Get There From Here. And that's a New England thing where, you know, we always give directions and we'd be like, well, you go here, you bang a left, you go here, and then you go about five miles, you bang a right. Uh, but when it's somewhere that you're like, like in the middle of nowhere, you can't get these, be like, oh, no, you can't get there from here. No, can't do it. So, yeah, I get that one. Don't know what else to say. Okay, Luca, you're next. Number three, your note lobster is more than just a tail. Oh, absolutely. Come on. Anyone from, anyone from New England knows the lobster is the best meats in the claw. I mean, come on, man. Yeah, I know. People, some people like the tail, but I'm a claw guy. I've always had a claw guy. My dad, you Pepe, you guys know Pepe was a big scuba diver when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. And he used to go out to the ocean. He would he would come back with, you know, like a dozen lobsters and he'd get some steamers and stuff like that. And yeah, the lobster, I mean, the claw, the claw was absolutely, absolutely the best meat. Um, so yeah, absolutely, claw. Give, give me the claw any day of the week. Max, what's up? You know, you don't, this is more of a quorum. You don't have to raise your hands, but yeah, go ahead. Um, Didn't you tell me that one time Peppy came home with a blue lobster? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Oh, yeah, good good memory. So, Peppy, for those who don't know Peppy, my father, obviously, uh, he was a big scuba diver. He used to go out scuba diving southern Maine, New Hampshire, and northern Massachusetts. And sometime in the early 80s, I don't remember what year, 81, 82, somewhere around there, uh, he actually caught a nine-pound blue lobster. And uh, he, he he told us at the time, I remember, I distinctly remember, he told us that he he called the New, New England Aquarium asking, hey, you know, I got a blue lobster. Is this a big deal? And they were like, oh, yeah, it's one in a million. You know, we'll buy it from you. But he's like, no, we're going to eat it. Well, I asked him about that story recently, and he's like, no, I never called the aquarium. I just, just said we we're going to eat it. So he was probably just embellishing the truth a little bit to make the story sound better but yeah i'll never forget it the crusher claw which is the big claw in that lobster he we have a picture of it actually it's we put it next to his foot which is probably a size nine maybe and it's the same size and it was actually missing his other claw uh he was dating a girl named uh, mrs miller at the time elaine miller and her two kids were her son joel was my best friend and uh yeah we ate it so there was let's see let's count the people it was peppy elaine miller me tracy eric so that's Two, that's five, three, five, that's five. And then her two kids, Joel and Tracy. So that's seven people total. That one lobster fed all of us, and we actually had a little bit of leftovers. That's how big that lobster was. It's amazing. And anybody doesn't believe me, fine. You know what? Catch me outside. How about that? No, just kidding. Uh, hit me out, Hit me off, offline, and I will actually send you the picture of my father holding the blue lobster if you don't believe me. So I know there's a lot of people, a lot of skeptics out there. But, yeah, yeah, you're right. Good memory, Max. Good memory. Okay, who's next? Me. Okay, hit me. Number four, when you know what the jimmies are. Oh, jimmies, yeah, jimmies. So ice cream in New England, you know, we get ice cream. So where I grew up, we had Haywards. That was the big place. Haywards was like an institution. It would open every summer. Um, but my favorite was, of course, King Cone. You guys saw King Cone. That's the when we went back in 2015, you guys had that. You, I never forget the looks in your faces when you saw the King Cone, my goodness. Uh, but yeah, Jimmy's are basically just chocolate sprinkles. That's what we call them in New England, chocolate sprinkles. Now, everybody knows chocolate sprinkles, but a lot of other people know like the rainbow sprinkles. The rainbow sprinkles are just sprinkles. But if they're chocolate, they're Jimmy's. If they're like rainbow, if they're different colors, then they're either sprinkles or rainbow sprinkles. Sometimes they include chocolate sprinkles in rainbow yeah, sprinkles. Yeah, they can, but I don't personally, me growing up in New England, give me either Jimmy's or give me rainbow sprinkles. But yeah. Jimmy's. Oh, my goodness, Jimmy's. God, I haven't heard that thing in years. Okay, who's next? Uh, number five, when you say car, not car. Yeah, so, of course, this is very famous. Everybody knows, those of us from New England, particularly those of us anywhere within an hour or two of Boston, we don't pronounce our as. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I have been known to say car on occasion. Yeah, I, I can't deny that. I can't, you know, the famous one is, oh, park the car in Harvard Yard. I'm not quite that bad. Or maybe I used to be. Maybe I've lost it because I've been overseas so long. But, uh, yeah. I remember one time when I was in college, uh, of course, this is back when, you know, before satellite dishes and everything else. So we would go to the, like, what we call the quad or whatever, the, the, the day room. And they had a TV in there. It's like the lobby of the dormitory. 
And I remember one time, I was in the Army Reserve, so Army was playing Harvard, and I was watching a match. And every now and then, someone would wander through, and they'd be like, hey, who's playing? And I'd be like, Harvard and Army. And they'd be like, Harvard and Army? I'm like, yeah, fucker, Harvard and, Harvard and Army. Just keep going. So, yeah, definitely. I, I've always had a little problem with my ass, for sure. Okay, moving on. Who's next? Number six. When there's a Dunkin' Donuts on every corner. Oh, yes, absolutely. Dunkies, baby. I, so, I, you know, the funny thing is, is now I'm, I've so many years overseas, and particularly 15 years in Italy, I'm, I'm an espresso guy. It's really the only coffee I drink. Uh, I don't drink the American brew coffee anymore, but, I mean, come on. Who didn't grow up on Dunkin' Donuts back home? Uh, you know, Starbucks is, is king everywhere else in the country, but you go to New England, no, it's, it's Dunkies, baby. It's Dunks. Um, apologies to my buddy Dave Ventola. I know he hates dunks. I don't know why. Maybe he's a transplant to Boston or I don't know. But, uh, yeah, Dunkin' Donuts. For me, growing up, or not growing up, but when I was older, uh, college through basically until the time I left, especially on the way to work, you always stop at Dunkin's and I would always get a lot, an extra large, uh, what would I get? Oh, no, I would get a large extra light, which means a little bit extra cream and some sugar. But now uh, I'm on black. I, I got. I, mean, I drink espresso and I take it black. I guess probably because I'm sweet enough that I don't need sugar. Yes, Max. Again, you don't have to raise your hands. This is this is like more of a quorum here. Go on. Um. Would you used to um order cold brew? Uh, not cold. Oh, iced coffee. Yeah, iced coffee. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I a lot of people drank iced coffee like straight to the winter. Uh, it was more of a summer drink for me, you know, I mean, just, it, it gets wicked hot, you know, and you, you, you're, you're, you're sweating your cannolis off. So you're like, Hey, let's go get iced coffee. Yeah. It, it, I only drank iced coffee in the, in the summer when it was hot, but I did know a lot of people who actually drank iced coffee, like straight to the winter. What did you used to drink? Pumpkin spice whenever you No, were? no, no, I, no, my coffee. Absolutely not. My coffee. I, no, I never got flavored coffee. I, I never liked it. I, I didn't like any of that frou-frou hazelnut or mocha chocolate whatever even to this day i, I can't stand starbucks because i was like if i i so i hate starbucks i hate it but sometimes if the only place to get an espresso is starbucks you got to go in you got to do it i go in and i get behind some guy who's like oh give me a you know a triple foam latte with the you know this a, a caramel with shot whipped cream and, on top yeah and it's like come on man just give me an espresso they should have like a separate espresso lane in starbucks for people who just want an espresso you know I shouldn't have to stand behind a guy that's getting, you know, cripes 15 minutes just to order a freaking coffee drink. Disgusting. And at Starbucks, they also serve, like, juices. Yeah, juices and everything else. Sometimes they mix juices with coffee. Yeah, I can't stand Starbucks. I call it Charbucks because the coffee tastes burnt to me. My other friends, I have friends that call it Five Bucks because that's how much a cup of coffee costs. It's disgusting. All right, next. Who's next? Luke, I think you're up. Uh, number seven, when things are wicked awesome, not very awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyone who knows me knows I'm very fond of using the word wicked. It's just part of my vocabulary. What can I say? Um, the big, That was the biggest thing growing up. You learn, I don't know, I don't even remember when I learned. I just remember growing up saying it, wicked awesome. The funniest thing is I had a teacher in uh, second grade, and I hate to talk about him because he's a fucking disgusting pedophile who went to jail for molesting girls in my class, second grade no less. Uh, but he used to, I'm not going to mention his name, he's a piece of, piece of crap, piece of garbage. But anyway, uh, I remember that he actually used to, he actually spent time when I was in second grade, that's how far back I remember this, trying to get us to stop saying Wicked Awesome. And I remember the way he did it, he, was, he would tell us, well, you know, the actual definition of the word Wicked is bad. So if you're saying Wicked Awesome, you're saying Bad Awesome, and that doesn't make sense. But, yeah, it didn't take with any of us, obviously. It's like, come on, man. It's like trying to say, don't drink Dunkin' Donuts. You don't tell that to a kid in New England. It's just not going to take. So, yeah, that's all I'm going to say about that. All right. Max, I think you're up. <clears throat> Number eight. When it's too cold to walk the beach on a 45-degree day in October, but the beach is packed on a 45-degree day in March. Yeah, we. It, it, that's definitely true. I, I remember... You know, once the, once the, after like Labor Day, it's like, okay, the beach is off limits, you never go anymore. But once it got to spring, God, I mean, New England winters are freaking harsh. And you just, you cannot, you look so forward to the, to the summers and, and just, 
I remember I, I had a, one of my best friends in high school was a guy named Troy Iverson. He was actually from California, from L.A. Uh, Torrance, actually. And uh, I remember he he had a he drove this uh, Camaro, this red Camaro, had a license plate that was that had the letters W A Y C U L, which is supposed to say way cool, which is a big thing in the eighties, way cool. <clears throat> anyway, um, he was like a transplanted L.A. guy, and he hated New England, you know, because of the weather. And I remember one year it was it literally was it was March, it was like early March, and he's like, he's like, come on, it's 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 nice enough today. Let's just let's just drive out to the beach. The Hampton Beach where we were was I don't know hour hour and a half away, something like that. I'm like, all right, what the heck? So we drove to the beach, and you know we had the entire beach to ourselves. So I remember him just him and I just throwing a throwing a frisbee around. It was March, and it was I don't know probably late thirties, early forty degrees, but we just we needed the beach, man. We needed the beach. So, next. Number nine, when you know what Moxie is. Yeah, Moxie. Moxie, believe it or not, uh, <laughs> I, I tried Moxie once in my life and it's so disgusting. I swore I'd never, never drink it again and I never did. Uh, I know it's a big, it's a, like, a, like a soda kind of back home. Uh, believe it or not, uh, I know Moxie is the, it was actually the first carbonated beverage that was sold in the United States, if I'm not mistaken. It was originated in Lowell, Massachusetts, which is like 10 minutes, like maybe 5, 10 minutes south of Nashville where I grew up. So everybody knew Moxie. But yeah, it was disgusting. I, I did not like it at all. I don't even know if it's still around anymore. But yeah, it's disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. I wouldn't drink it. You'd have to pay me to drink it. So, next. What flavor? Wait, wait, I have a question. What flavor is it? Uh, boy, it was so long when I had it. I don't remember the actual flavor. I think it was something between like a like a root beer, kind of like a root beer, but like a like with a really wicked bitter aftertaste. Ew. That was just so gross that I was like, that I was just like, ah, never again. And I never did after that. I'm like, never again. That sounds disgusting. Oh, it was. It was disgusting. You guys, you guys, you're so spoiled with your Coke and your. Fanta and everything else. If you drank Moxie, you'd probably you'd probably spit it out. Like um, we have exotic Fanta. Yeah, exotic Fanta. Yeah. Mango Fanta, strawberry yeah. Fanta. Remember what was your favorite in Korea? Was what pineapple Fanta, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right, moving on. Next. Mm. You turn on the AC and the heat on the same in the same day. Uh, no, never did this because. We never had AC growing up, you know. It, when you grew up in New England, you know, you just, the heat, it gets hot and humid in the summer, but it never gets so bad that you have to have AC unless you got a lot of money, which, of course, we didn't have growing up. Um, heat you have to have, of course. Uh, but we never had AC, so never did it. Did you have a fan? Oh, of course we had fans, but, yeah, we, we were poor. Not, I mean, not poor, well, like, not like well, destitute growing up, but we, we had... Very little money growing up, so we didn't, we couldn't afford air conditioning. Well, would you, would you turn on your fan and the heat on the same day? Uh, yeah, I think I seem to remember times that we would. It was probably because the heat was left on, because it was supposed to be cold, but then the weather got when weather got un, unseasonably warm, and so it's like, well, we got to put the heat, the fan on because it's going to take a while to cool down. Because you don't want to turn the heat off, because you turn it off, and then all of a sudden, you know, five five minutes later, it gets get wicked cold. cold again. Yeah. So, yeah, okay, so, yeah, moving on. Uh, number 11, you love all four seasons, fall, winter, mud, and construction. Yeah, so, yeah, fall, well, fall has always been my favorite. I mean, I, if you grew up in New England and fall is not your favorite season, I, I'm like, did you really grow up in New England? I, fall was always the best season, colors and the weather and everything, everything about it, the traditions, the food, everything. Uh, winter sucks, you know, winter sucks, but what can you do? Mud and construction, yeah, okay, all right. I, I'm not going to say too much about that. Let's just move on. Next. Wait, wait, I, what is mud and construction? Mud and construction means after winter, everything's starting to thaw out, so all the dirt is just completely mud, just, just complete mud everywhere you go. And construction is, they got to do all the construction when it's warm weather, which is the summer, which means you can drive around in New England in the summer, and there's construction and the roads everywhere. Mm. And it can be maddening sometimes. So, who's going to take the next one? I will. You can drive out of 50 degree weather, weather and drive into a snowstorm. Uh, 
this probably happened to me at some point. I mean, I can't remember specifically, but it probably happened. I mean, yeah, there were times where it was, you know, you get up in the morning, you go outside, and it's like 50 degrees, and you're like, oh, man, what a beautiful day. I can't believe it's January, you know, 15th or whatever, and it's 50 degrees. And then in the afternoon, you come out of your workplace or whatever, and it's like snowing, and it's a blizzard. Yeah, it definitely happened more than once. So, yeah. Okay, next. Drinking iced coffee all winter. Yeah, we talked about this a little while ago. I, I never did it. I, I loved iced coffee in the summer. I was a big Dunkin' iced coffee guy. My, my, my best friend growing up, Mike Pachinski, he turned me on to iced coffee, actually. Um, yeah, I never did it. I, I didn't drink iced coffee in the winter. For wintertime, I was a coffee guy all the way. You know what, f number 14, you know what fluff is. Oh, yeah, baby. It's the fluff nutta yeah, Max, you know what fluff is, don't you? Okay, mm -hmm. you guys want to, you know, let me turn this around. You guys want to take this? You guys tell me what what's fluff? Fluff is like marshmallow, but like kind of turned into a cream. It's like, like a marshmallow spread, like right? Like if you if you melt a marshmallow, that's kind of what you'll get. Absolutely, it's a marshmallow. Except spread. it won't be hot. It'll it'll be. Yeah, it's it's a it's fluff. It's like a spreadable marshmallow, and it goes with peanut butter. Fluffinata. It makes the fluffinata. That's right. A New England institution, fluffinata. So we have a. I don't know if I told you, but uh, of course you remember because I, I I bought it for you. But uh, we have a German grocery store here named Riva, and they have an international section. And in the American section, they actually had fluff. It, but it, it there are in, there's imitations. There's imitations. You know, ones trying to make make pretend that they're fluff with different names, but no, there's only one. It's got to be fluff. It's got to be fluff. That's the classic one. That's the original. It's got to be fluff. Don't give me any of this other crap. If you're going to give me a fluff or nutter, it's got to be fluff. What was so, one of the imitation names? I don't remember the name of it, but it's any, any other kind of like marshmallow spread or stuff like that. If it doesn't have the name fluff, no, it's not fluff. It's got to be fluff. I, I'm a purist when it comes to fluff. So... How often do you think you ate a fluff and nutter in your childhood? Oh, goodness gracious. We ate them a lot. Like I said, we didn't have a lot of money, so we were a big sandwich family. Um, so, yeah, Grammy would make us make us uh, sandwiches a lot. And, and peanut butter, you know, we get the government peanut butter. And uh, we would always have fluff, so she would make us fluff and nutters. I mean, gripes. I ate fluff and nutters probably once or twice a week. What's up, Max? Yeah, so... Um, so yeah, the fluff or not, definitely a, so yeah, big, big fluff or not a guy. I mean, that was a big, huge part of my, my childhood. So, okay, let's move on from the fluff. Who's next? All right. When it's 40 degrees out and you see people with shorts on and convertible tops down. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if this is necessarily a New England thing. I remember in college, we had this one guy from Florida, Eric the heck was his name? Eric Incandela, I think his name is, something like that. And this kid, he was from Florida. And he, no matter how cold and how much snow we had, you'd see him walking around campus with shorts on no matter what. We never saw him in long pants. I, he, he had like his wicked thick like winter jacket on, but he wears shorts with it. It was the weirdest thing. There was just something about this guy. Uh, but I don't, I don't know that New Englanders actually like walk around in 40 degrees with shorts on. I, maybe I did. I don't know. Anyway, moving on to the next one. Um, number 16. When your tradition is that after the last trick or theater comes, the storm window is put on... Oh. Start again. What Number 16. When your tradition is that after the last trick or theater comes... Treater! Oh! My goodness. <laughs> I thought reading was your strong suit, dude. After the last trick or treater comes... The storm window is put on the storm roar. What? What's that? Uh, we know. I don't. We didn't have storm windows growing up, so I can't speak to this. What's one. a Let's storm move. window? Uh, they, it's special glass that you think. Oh, we're gonna get a blizzard. We're gonna get high winds. They put special windows up. I think. I don't know. We never had storm windows or storm doors, so I don't know. Let's skip this one and move on to the next one. When you can drive into three states in one hour. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, shit. You, we. I mean. Where we live, Southern New Hampshire, we live right on the Massachusetts border. So I could, I could drive. I could be in New Hampshire. I could be in Massachusetts in like literally thirty seconds. I could be in Maine in about hour and a half. I could be in Rhode Island in two hours. Yeah, I, I mean, where we were, we could hit almost all all six and live in states just in about 
probably within five hours. But yeah, definitely, definitely. How fast do you think you could get to uh, Rhode Island? From where we were in Nashua, we go straight through Massachusetts. Uh, I'm gonna guess probably two hours at the most, because Massachusetts not real wide. We would it was just a literally, literally just like a straight shot down. So yeah. What's the longest car ride you've ever had? Like ever in my life. Yep. Oh, that would have been probably ninety ninety five. Uh, my my friend Randy was in the Air Force. And uh, he was stationed at Nellis Air Force Base in Las Vegas. He went and did a TUI to Italy. Uh, his wife and baby at the time were staying staying with his, his family back home. And he told me, he's like, hey, uh, you know, when I come back, we're going to drive. I'm going to pick up Kelly and the kid. We're going to drive out to Vegas. You know, do you want to come with us? And I was kind of in between jobs at the time. So I'm like, are you kidding me? Cross country, ch- cross country. Well, absolutely. So, yeah, so we left out of uh, Nashua. Uh, went straight down to 95, all the way down the east coast of Virginia. Then we went straight across the country through Virginia, through Tennessee, through, what's after Tennessee, Arkansas. Then after Arkansas was Oklahoma. Oklahoma was a panhandle of Texas. After the panhandle of Texas was, uh, would be New Mexico, right? Then Arizona. And then we hit Lake Mead just outside of Las Vegas just as the sun was coming up. But the whole trip took like six days, so it wasn't like we were in the car the entire time. But, yeah, that's... The longest road trip I've ever taken, for sure. Best one, also. So I got so saw so much of the country, but yeah, that's a story for another time. So let's keep going with the New England stuff. What's next? Um, Allen's coffee brandy is your drink of choice. Nope, can't speak to this one. I, I was not a liquor drinker growing up. I don't think I've ever even heard of Allen's coffee brandy. So let's move on to the next one. When a comfy fall outfit is flip-flops, shorts, a flannel, and your Carhartt. A car, okay, so I'm going to plead ignorance here. I've never heard of Carhartt. I don't know what that is. I'm, I'm guessing it's some kind of article of clothing. But um, to this day, yeah, to this day in the fall, I still wear flip I'll wear flip-flops right up until it's too cold to. And I kind of wear shorts, too, as well, until it's too cold. I, I never really did it back in New Hampshire, but since I've been, like, in Europe or Korea or wherever, I, I do. I wear shorts... They're just more comfortable, I guess. Uh, flannel, I was never really a big flannel guy. But what what is that? Did you guys have something? Uh, uh, you just so, went crazy? Oh, go ahead, Luca. So Carhartt is basically a brand of clothes. It's like a brand. Uh-huh. And basically they produce these like really comfortable and warm jackets. Oh, okay. Well, I never heard of it. <laughs> so maybe I've been out of New England too long. All right, Max, you're up. You know what the blizzard of you know what the blizzard of seventy eight was. Oh my God! You kidding me? Blizzard of seventy eight. Jeez, Louise, you guys put it. probably would have loved it. Blizzard of seventy eight. We got. I was seven years old. We got. Uh, actually, I was technically I think six, about to turn seven. Uh, we got. Christ, I don't even remember how much it was. I mean, I was so young at the time, but we must have got at least like, I don't know, two or three feet of snow, maybe more. I don't remember exactly, but. We got so much snow that we were out of school for like three days. And it was great because where we were, you know, we were, it was just snow everywhere. And I remember that snow was so friggin' deep that me and the neighborhood kids, we were, you know, we'd get together to play. And we were like building like tunnels in the snow. Because it was literally so, I mean, it was like, oh, we had like three or four feet of snow. It was, it was great. It was, fr- it, was hey, it was great for us, man. We loved it. I mean, we didn't have... It was 78, so we didn't have an Atari or video games or any of that stuff by then, but who cares? We were like six, seven years old, and, if, you know. If it was like three or four inches, then that's like the size. That's I'm like, I'm not in feet, right? Yeah. I'm like four, four foot one. Yeah, so the snow probably <laughs> would have been up to at least your nose. Yeah. So, Blizzard of 78, yeah, that's famous. I'll never forget you, that. Did you love it? I loved it. I mean, back, I mean, I would hate it now, but well, back then, are you kidding me? We got out of, we got out of school for like... I don't remember exactly. It was like two, three days at least. I wish that happened to us. Yeah, well, it's not going to happen here. But maybe if we lived in New Hampshire, well, who knows. So, yeah, Blizzard of 78. That's a New England. Anyone who lived, grew up in New England remembers that. What if, age. what if we leave for, for, what if we leave now, and then now it becomes Blizzard of 23? Yeah, well, who knows. All right, moving on. Okay. When you're out shoveling snow in shorts... Uh, yeah, I, no, uh-uh, never snubbled, never shoveled snow in shorts, never did that, that's just crazy, other people may have, I never did, so, next. 
baked beans for breakfast. <laughs> yeah. No. I, uh, I, I mean, I, we ate a lot of baked beans growing up. <laughs> okay, we're losing control here. No, we did not eat baked beans for breakfast back home. That's an English thing. I don't know how people think that's a New England thing. I mean, maybe somewhere in New England they eat baked beans. but They took the England and New England too seriously. What's that? They took the England and New England too seriously. Yeah, I guess so. I Honestly, maybe there's some people in New England that did, but I, I mean, we ate a lot of baked beans. You know, Boston is famous for its baked beans, but I don't ever remember eating baked beans for breakfast, like ever. The, like the candy, Boston baked beans. Well, yeah, that was those, but even those, we weren't allowed to eat them for breakfast. Goodness, no. No, no, definitely not. <laughs> definitely not. Next. Uh, when you call the driveway the door yard. The door yard. You know, I'm not sure I ever used that term, door yard. Uh, the driveway. No. Uh-uh. I can't say this one resonates with me. That must be a specific part of New England that says that, because I've never, I've never heard the term door yard. So, moving on. You have trouble pronouncing the letter R in in words. Yeah, obviously we talked about this earlier. You know, that's a big thing that us New Englanders are known for, particularly the closer you get to Boston. Um, Yeah, park the car in the yard. Yeah, okay, yeah, enough said about that. Go ahead. When you visit the West Coast and they think you're from Boston. (laughs) Yeah, I, I would say... I wouldn't even say West Coast. I'd say everywhere. Once you go outside of, like, New England and somebody hears my accent. And I, the funny thing is, is I think I've lost most of my accent. Like, I've been overseas, stripes, since 98, 20-something years, whatever. And, I, like, I hear people back home, and I can hear an accent, like, wicked bad, you know. But I I hear myself talk, and I, I think, it seems like I've lost most of my accent. At least I feel like I have. I know I still have some of it, but... Everywhere I go, like usually within like five minutes or five minutes, like like five seconds of talking to someone, I'm like, oh, you're from Boston, aren't you? You know, it, I guess it's just, I don't know. I mean, so within New England, you know, it's, they would probably be like, you know, whatever. But yeah, any, anyone outside of New England, I would say, not even California, everyone outside of the West Coast, anyone outside of New England, they hear, they hear me talk. And they're like, oh, yeah, you're from Boston somewhere. I'm like, yeah, pretty close, about 45 minutes away. Yeah, so next. Oh. Uh- Um, number 26, when you can get all the seasons in a day. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, New England. There's a famous saying about New England. You know, like They say, you don't like the weather? Just wait Just wait five minutes, it'll change. Literally. I mean, there's. I remember I went to my prom, and we had our prom in April for some reason because our prom committee was, was just, I don't know what they were doing, but they, they didn't plan it very well. Normally proms are in like May towards the end of the school year. But we had ours in late April, like April 26th or something like that. And the tradition was, oh, we go up to the beach, Hampton Beach, after uh, you know, prom night. And so I remember the four of us drove up to the beach, and it snowed. On our prom night, it snowed. And sn- prom is supposed to be like, you know, end of the year, warm weather, da 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 But no, it snowed on us. Uh, yeah, it's you, you don't know what you're going to get. I mean, it'll be summertime and it may get down to cripes like almost close to freezing. It may be wintertime, and you may get like a like a 60-degree day. You never know. New England is some of the craziest weather in the world. Yeah, so. When it's race weekend and the track is packed like it's last-minute Christmas shopping. Uh, you know, I'm not even really sure what that means. Uh, if it's race weekend, I think probably refers to, in New Hampshire, we actually have, believe it or not, we actually have a NASCAR uh, track, I guess they call it. Really? I am not a race car person. Um, race like NASCAR is a, is like a southern thing, maybe a midwestern. Wait, thing. really? Yeah. I thought it was like all all around the world. Well, I well no, I, I, NASCAR is a U.S. thing first and first and foremost. Mm-hmm. Most places outside the U.S. actually have Formula One. Here in Europe, it's Formula One, Michael Schumacher stuff like that. Uh, in the states, it's NASCAR, but it's kind of associated with like the southern rednecks and stuff like that. Um, all of the big tracks you hear about Daytona and I don't know, whatever. I can't think of any off the top of my head, but they're all down South and the the Southern people go crazy for it. Um, but for some strange thing, reason, uh, somewhere back in, back in the day, 
uh, we have this little town called Loudon, New Hampshire, and it's literally in the middle of nowhere. It's close to the state capital of Concord, New Hampshire, and it's called Loudon. And they built an actual NASCAR like speedway there, and I think they call it like New Hampshire Speedway or New Hampshire International Speedway or something like that. And they have actual NASCAR like I don't know how it works, like leagues or whatever, whatever the hell it is. They actually have races there. And they draw, literally, they draw like 100,000 people. It's like, Jesus, that's like 10% of the friggin' population of the state. So I'm guessing there's probably people come from Maine and New Hampshire and everything else. Uh, but yeah, that's when it says race weekend, I think, from what I remember, it's been a, been a lot of years, but I think that's what they're referring to. And it's just really weird to have like an actual NASCAR thing in like New Hampshire. And then like, like some of my best friends, like uh, one of my best friends from back home, Mike, him and his wife, Jen, like get into NASCAR. And it's like, how did, how? I don't get it. It's NASCAR, it's car racing, you know? I got nothing against car racing, you know, nothing against it. I'm just not into it. I, you know, it's fine. I have nothing against anybody who likes it, whatever. Uh, I'm a huge soccer fan. People make fun of me for liking soccer. That's fine. You know, I'm just not a NASCAR guy. It's just not. But yeah, I think that's what they're talking about when they say it's race weekend. But I don't know what they're talking about when it says the, the, pack or track is Christmas I don't know whatever anyway let's move on to the next one you buy your Halloween costume so that you can wear your winter coat underneath it oh absolutely yeah growing up geez I, again New England you never know what the weather's going to be like I remember some Halloween trick of going trick-or-treating where cripes we could have been in shorts and t-shirts I remember others were so freaking cold like we didn't even want to go out trick-or-treating but yeah, you always uh, when you when you did your Halloween costume, you had to make sure that you could account for like the you know in case you had to wear like a winter coat because it was usually really really cold that time of year. So yeah, that's how that goes. Um, number twenty nine. When you park the car at the bar and put a quarter in the meta. That's pretty good, Max. Right up until the last word, it's not meta. It's meter. Um, meter, like the meter where you put the where you oh, put the coins like in, you know. The, the, that's not. Try it again. Let's hear it again. <clears throat> when you park the car at the bar and put a quarter in the meter. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah. I, I, you know what? I can't add anything to that one. That's perfect. Let's move on to the next one. When good jeans is dressed up. When good jeans is dressed up. Uh, I don't know that's necessary in the Wingwood thing. I think they're kind of stretching it there. Next one. Whenever I, wait, whenever I was, whenever I was like in kindergarten or something, I thought that whenever I wore jeans, that it was a nice, that I I was dressing nicely. Yeah, I mean, if you were like, if they were like new jeans, they weren't like faded ones and have holes in them, and they were nice and they were pressed and ironed and everything. Yeah, why not? Whatever. But yeah. Anyway, next one. You go to the biggie every year. The Big E, yeah, I, believe it or not, I actually never went. I always wanted to. We, I we heard about it growing up. So the Big E, from, from what I know about it, because I never went, the Big E is like a huge, uh, like a New England, so, you know, you have state fairs. New, the Big E is like a New England fair uh, for all of New England. It's in Massachusetts, I think, somewhere out west. I want to say Springfield. I'm not sure. It goes for like two weeks, and they got all kinds of, you know, they got rides and games and all kinds of stuff. And it's supposed to be like one of the biggest, it draws like a million people a year, something like that. Um, never went, never went. Grammy and Peppy never never took us. Always wanted to, but never went. We went to like the Lancaster State Fair, or as they say, pronounce it up there, the Lancaster Fair. Um, went to Hopkins, Tim State Fair, a few others, but never made the Big E. Always wanted to, but never made it, so. You go on vacation and people can pin down exactly where you're from just by your accent. Yeah, so, yeah, again, we go back to the accents. Uh, So if you're vacationing, like, within New England, uh, we talked earlier, like, if I go to, like, to, I don't know, Virginia or, hell, even New York or, you know, something like that, they they hear me, they'd be like, oh, you're from Boston. But if you take a vacation, like, within New England, like, you go down to the Cape or you go up to, like, you know, Booth Bay Harbor or Bar Harbor in Maine, something like that, you start talking. Right away, they'll be like, oh, you're from New Hampshire, you're from Rhode Island. There are definitely distinct... There, even though within even within New England there are definite distinct accents, and those of us who have lived there, you know, for a lot of years or born and raised there, whatever, you can definitely pick them out. 
I, I like to think that I could probably listen to someone talk and say, oh, yeah, you're from Rhode Island. I mean, Rhode Island has a very distinct accent. Absolutely. Connecticut has another one. Um, even Boston. Uh, Boston has a very distinct distinct accent from people like that are further west of the state or whatever. So, yeah, so that's how that goes. So, okay, next. Um. You studied out of history and or geography books that did not include Connecticut as part of New England. Uh, yeah, no, no, sorry. Ne never happened to me. We, our history books had all of New England. I, I never saw a history book that didn't include, include Connecticut as part of New England. Now, we joke that Connecticut is really part of New York, but, um, but yeah, it's, you know, let's face it, Connecticut. I mean, look, there's only a small slice of Connecticut that's, you know, that borders New York is, thinks New York. The rest of it kind of thinks New England. Uh, I remember my roommate in college was in Waterbury, Connecticut, and it's like, so he was a he was a big Red Sox fan, um, but I've had other people, other friends that were in, in the area that are big Yankees fans. So Connecticut's kind of funny. You're kind of like halfway between Boston and New York, and so you half the population goes one way, half half goes the other way. But uh, no, I don't. I never saw a, a history or geography book that didn't include Connecticut as part of New England. So. Um. You bleed Boston red. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, come on, Red Sox. Yeah, but Red Sox are... I mean, look. Boston loves... We love our sports, man. We freaking love our sports. I, I, I've said it before. I've said it on one of my podcasts. I think Boston is the number one sports city in the United States. Uh, I'll argue with anybody. I don't care. Um, I think our passion for our teams is because, you know, we don't really... We don't really have much else up there. Uh, it's always so cold in the winter and everything else. But the Red Sox are, come on, you won't find a better a better fan base in, in, in Major League Baseball than Boston Red Sox fans. Um, we hung with them through all the years. We didn't win a World Series for 86 years. We, we suffered through the Buckner things. And now all of a sudden, you know, my kids, I try, I try to tell them all the time, you guys don't get it, man. God, they punished us growing up. We thought we'd never, ever, ever see a, a Red Sox World Series. Like, we just, like, just give us one. And all of a sudden, in the past, what, 15 years or something, they won four more than any team in baseball. It's incredible. My kids will never understand the suffering. They'll never understand the suffering. But, yeah, the Red Sox in Boston and New England in general is just, it's special. It's special. You can go to the farthest reaches of Vermont, Maine, up near the Canadian border. You go there in the summer. You still get, you put on a radio. You, you go to the local, you know, country store, whatever. You're going to hear the Red Sox game on the radio. It doesn't matter. New England, we love our Red Sox. Yeah. You know what a whoopie pie is. Oh, whoopie pie. Have you you guys have never had a whoopie pie? No. no. Have you ever heard of it? No. You always call me a whoopie pie though. No, no, I call you moon pie. No, you used to call me whoopie pie. Did I? I don't remember that. Whoopie I thought I called you moon pie after young Sheldon. Yeah, so whoopie pie is God, I grew up on these, man. Uh whoopie pie is how do I describe it? It's it's like a big round chocolate devil's food cake kind of thing. Mm. Uh, okay. And they make and they take two of them. They're like buns. They're like they're almost like hamburger buns. And they put this thick, beautiful, delicious white cream in the middle. And they make like a sandwich out of it. Wait, fruit cake? Not fruit cake. A devil's food cake. Oh, food. What's, what's, the, what's devil's a devil's food cake? cake? Is basically like a chocolate. Ah, you guys ever heard of devil dogs? No. No. no you don't know these either. Goodness gracious. You see what I'm up against here, folks? Uh, let's see. So, devil's food cake is kind of like a. It's actually, I was never a big fan growing up. I ate it because it was chocolate and it was sweet, but I, I didn't like it because it was like really dry. You'd eat it and it'd be like, ah, it would really dry in your mouth. But it's basically like a chocolate, almost like a like a chocolate cake kind of thing. And they would make, they would form them into the shape of like hamburger buns. And then they would put this thick, delicious, white, sweet cream right in the middle. And now, and that was a whoopie pie. It was like a chocolate cream sandwich and it was called a whoopie pie. And they're absolutely delicious. And, of course, when I was growing up, it was just chocolate and cream. Nowadays, from what I've seen, Jesus, some places they have them with, like, oh, you got, like, pumpkin spice whoopie pies and you got apple cream whoopie pie or whatever. But, no, when I was growing up, it was chocolate and cream. And that's it. Yeah, that was oh, whoopie pies, my goodness. That's definitely a New England thing. Um, number 36. You keep a stash of clothes in the trunk because of all the weather changes. No, I never did that. Never did that. And I don't know anyone who did that, actually. No. Sorry. Number 37. 
Fall colors in any other state just aren't as beautiful. Oh, geez. Are you kidding me? Absolutely. Agree 100%. So I'm telling you, you guys know, you guys know we've talked about this all these many years, all the places that I've lived and seen and I've traveled all over the world. You know, you, you see my website where I talk about all the places I've traveled. I've got pictures. I've been all over Europe. I've been several places in Asia, several places in the U.S. I've seen some of the most beautiful things this world has to offer all over the world. I mean, just gorgeous things. Miraculous things, even. For my money, to this day, 2023, at 50, 51 years old, nothing, and I mean nothing, has come close to matching the beauty of the leaves in New England, particularly New Hampshire and even part of Vermont, I'll give them that, uh, in, in fall, the peak season. Those, it, I, you can't even describe it. It, it. Pictures can't even do it justice. You see pictures, and it blows you away. But when you see it live and you're there looking at it, oh, it's just, wow. There's just no other way to describe it. Uh, absolutely. Peak season in New England, particularly New Hampshire, nothing else like it in the world. What about um, Vermont in autumn? Same thing, as I just said. I'll give them Vermont. Vermont is, you know, uh, it, it's not, I know it's just not New England. It's not just New England. There's other places where the leaves turn and looks beautiful, but I, I just, I'm biased, obviously. You know, I grew up in New Hampshire, and I went to school at Franklin Pierce University, which is in, like, the southwestern part of New Hampshire, close to the Vermont border, and that area is just all, like, mountains and trees, and, man, if you're going to see, if you want to see some of the most beautiful foliage in the world, man, you go in fall, and you just go up along to, like, the New Hampshire, the New Hampshire-Vermont border, and you'll see colors like you've never seen before, colors you never even knew existed. It... it <laughs> I, I just, man, it's one of the things I, I just miss most of all about back home. What about Canada? I don't Canada's know. Canada's maple trees. I've, I've never been to Canada for peak season, so I can't speak to that. I'm sure it's gorgeous, but whatever. You drink water from a bubbler rather than a fountain. Yeah, a lot of people growing up, they called it a bubbler. Uh, I actually call it a water fountain, believe it or not. I've heard the term bubbler. I've heard the term bubbler, you know, but I, I don't, I don't remember. I don't think I've ever used it. I don't think I ever actually called it a bubbler, which is funny, because a lot of other people did. But we just called it a water fountain. That's all. Number thirty-nine. When you own nine championship hats since two thousand one. Yeah, this goes back to the sports. Uh, when I was growing up, you know, I left. It's funny. I left home in ninety-eight. That's when I went to when I went overseas. And been overseas almost the entire time since then, with the exception of those two years in Scumpa that I want to forget. Um, but prior to leaving in '98, you know, none of the Boston teams are really any good. The only championships I saw was uh, I saw one, two, three, three, three Celtics championships back in the '80s in the Larry Bird, you know, big three days. But other than that, never saw anything. Suddenly, my goodness, like within three years, all of the Boston teams are winning. Patriots win six Super Bowls. Red Sox win four World Series. Bruins win a Stanley Cup. Celtics win a championship. It's like, oh, my God. Now, if I was back home, yeah, I'd probably have, well, I was never a hat guy, but I would definitely have, like, the T-shirts and whatever else. But, you know, I, being overseas, there's no point to it. Um, I just kind of watched from afar and admired everything and had a blast. I think I probably gave you guys some sweatshirts or jerseys or whatever. Luke, I know I gave you the Red Sox jersey. Um, but yeah, never, never really owned any hats though. But yeah, absolutely. Since 2001, Jesus, Boston is the city of champions, man. No, no team has ever won more championships than Boston did between Christ 2001 and whatever the hell year we're in now. So, yeah. Number 40, when you can't get there from here. <laughs> yeah. So that's what I was telling you guys about earlier. That's so that this is more of like a main thing. It says Ion, yeah. So Ion, that's like a main thing. We don't really talk like that. And well, parts of New Hampshire they do. Where I was, we're we're more of like a extended suburb of Boston, so we don't talk like country like they do in like rural places in Maine and Vermont or whatnot. But yeah, that's that's definitely how they talk in the, in some of those places. I'll tell you a funny story that uh, Peppy told me. We laughed at it for years. So he used to always go way way up to like rural Maine. Like way, way up in the middle of nowhere. They call it the county, or Worcester County. Uh, you know, fly fishing and hunting and stuff like that. 
And there was, he told us the story of one time they were like way in the middle of nowhere, Maine, and they were on this little dirt road, you know, on the way to some camp to go hunting or something. And uh, there was a, it was a house that was, there was, a, there was like two houses on either side of this little dirt road. And one of them, I guess, had caught fire. And so, of course, you know, the, there's no fire department there. It's like in the middle of nowhere. So they, what they did was they took like a, one of those green garden hoses from the one house across the street and they laid it across the road all the way to the other one and they had it there like on high, as high as they could get it and they were trying to put the fire out with that because it was the only water they had. And so because of that, there was a guy that was like, a, I don't know, I guess he would be a volunteer fireman or whatever. So he was in the road and he was stopping cars from, from passing. And so, so Peppy was telling me that, you know, they go up and they're like four or five cars back and they're like, they're stopped and they're like, what the hell's going on? It's a dirt road. Why the hell is all this, what's going on here? Uh, and so eventually the guy that had traffic stop was, you know, going to all the cars, talking to people. So they finally got to their cars and they're like, yeah, what the hell's going on here? Why is all these cars stopped? And he says, he tells me, he's like, well, there's a fire, you know, there's a fire in the house and, and over there. And we got the, the green hose, it's got to go across the road because it's the only water we can get over there. We got to put the fire out. And so we have to stop the cars because they have to, we can't have them go over it because every time they go over the hose, we'll stop the water. And so uh, Peppy says, he's like, well, you know, they were getting impatient. I'm like, well, how the hell long is this going to take? And the guy kind of scratches his head for a second. And he's like, well, I don't rightly know. The fire just started. <laughs> anyway, it was funny the way he tells it. But anyway, those, yeah, those local yokels, definitely. And they, that's way up in Maine. And that's like a different world up there. So, okay. Anyway, moving on. We're almost done here. A couple more. When you say you're about to have an, a nutty... And only the New Englanders know how to back off. Nutty. You know what? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know what the hell a nutty is. If you tell me, if you say nutty to me, the only thing I can think of is a nutty buddy, which was my favorite ice cream growing up. I think, Luca, you know what it is because you love nutty buddies too. So I'm going to plead ignorant in this, ignorance on this one. I've never heard of a nutty. So next. Last one. You look forward all year to apple picking, warm apple donuts, and even as an adult, you're tempted to jump in every single pile of leaves you see. Oh, absolutely, yeah. So, so where we grew up, like I said, it was southern New Hampshire. We were in Nashua, which is kind of like the big city uh, of New Hampshire. It's kind of like an extended suburb of Boston. But the thing about Nashua is you go like, cripes, like 10 or 15 minutes outside the city and, and you're like in the country. And that's the amazing thing about it. So, um... So yeah, so we had a the apple picking every year in the fall. Oh yeah, the apple picking definitely, and then apple picking, apple cider, everything else. I remember we had a place. I, I'm guessing it's still there because it was it was an institution. But I've been it's been so many years that I I, can't, I don't know for sure. But we had a place called uh, Parker's Maple Barn, and they were in. I don't remember the name of the town. I want to say Milford or Mason or something like that. And they literally, they would do the, they would get the maple, the syrup from the trees, and then they would always do apples in the fall, and they would do apple cider, and you would go there for breakfast, and man, it's maybe the best best breakfasts I can ever remember, because you get all these, you know, apple fritters, and then, you know, it was a maple barn, so you get pan, like homemade pancakes with syrup, like that they just pulled from those trees, like right outside the, right outside the restaurant, and uh, yeah, man, God, it's one of the things I remember most that I miss the most. If we lived there, I would take you guys there for sure. You would freaking love it. You would never have eaten a better breakfast in your life. So, yeah. I remember whenever we went to uh, visit our grandparents in South Carolina in 2015, on one of our last weekends there. Uh, my you mean when we lived in South Carolina? Uh, whenever we went up to visit our grandparents in New Hampshire. Is it, that's what I mean. Sorry, yeah. sorry. Uh, my Tita Tracy, she took us and a couple of our other cousins to go uh, berry picking. We picked a whole bunch of variety of berries, such as blueberries, raspberries, and strawberries. Yeah. Yeah, that's a big thing up there is blueberries. In fact, you know, I had even made some notes of my own about it. I was trying to think. I'm like, what else? I didn't. I, I did this on short notice. I probably could have come up with at least a, a dozen or two more that I, if I had more time to think about it. But I made a list of, I thought, I, I tried to make a list of things that, that, we, that you know, you know you're from New England if. Uh, but I only came up with three things, and it's funny you say that because the first one is you've been blueberry picking. That was a big deal growing up, man. We picked blueberries, we picked blueberries a lot. Um, our favorite place, Grammy's favorite place, was to go up to Pac Manadnock, which is a small mountain about I don't know hour hour and a half away from us. 
it's a small mountain and, and man they had blueberries all over the place and she would just pick we would get these yellow these big yellow plastic buckets uh, that peanut butter used to come in called teddy and they were big i was like i don't know maybe a gallon or something i don't know maybe a gallon whatever and she would just fill we would fill like four or five of those up with blueberries and then it was everything it was like blueberry muffins it was blueberry pancakes uh, my favorite was actually just put blueberries in a bowl put some sugar over it and then pour condensed milk over the over it and just eat it like that that was actually my favorite thing i don't know if that's a new england thing or what but yeah berry picking was always always a huge huge thing um the uh, the second thing i put on here was you've owned a pair of duck boots uh i'm not going to go too much into this but anyone back home you know what i'm talking about when it says duck boots and the last thing i put was people back home will remember this you know you're from New England if your school field trips were the Boston Museum of Science, the New England Aquarium, and the old Sturbridge Village. So you guys would love Sturbridge Village. So Sturbridge Village was a, uh, it was a little town in, in like central Massachusetts, if I remember right. I might have done a location wrong. And they basically like recreated what it was like, like in the pilgrim days. So everybody dressed like it, all everything in the village. So you could, so as little kids, you know, you studied history and you studied the pilgrims and everything else. They would take you on field trips to old Sturbridge villages so you could kind of see what it was like to, to like live in those days. And I remember for kids, especially, they had a schoolhouse where you would sit in these little things and you would write on a, what do they call them, horn, horn books or something like that. I, 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 God, I, I can't spend so long. I was, like, I was Max's age at the time. But yeah, yeah, that's a New England thing for sure. So, well, you know, this has been fun. This has been a lot of fun. Did you guys enjoy this? Yeah, Did you learn a little bit about where Daddy grew up? Yes. Cool. Do you have any questions that you wanted to ask me about growing up or anything about New England, or are you guys good? I'm good. So, so after you were done eating the blueberries and the condensed milk and the sugar, did you drink the milk? I did. I loved it. I lo actually loved condensed milk. I thought it was delicious when I was a kid. I haven't had it since I was a kid. I don't know if I drank it now, what I would think, but, man, I loved it. I loved condensed milk. I, you eat the blueberries, then you had the sugar on it. And then afterwards, you just drank the condensed milk. It was delicious, man. It was a condensed milk that made that whole dish. What is so. what is condensed milk? Uh, you know, I don't even really know. I, I think it's also called evaporated milk. Mao, do you know? Do you know what condensed milk is or evaporated milk? What is it exactly, do you know? The evaporated milk is... Yeah. It's thinner than the condensed milk. No, it's thicker. Oh, it's uh, two different things? I thought yeah, evaporated and condensed were the same. The condensed milk is... Um, thicker than the evaporated milk but what is it though do you know it's milk well i know it's milk but what there's cow's milk good milk ah, never mind you know <laughs> what I'm to ask. i have what? a question uh, well you guys can go on google i have a you question can, you, uh, just a minute dude of course they you can you can go on google and you can google condensed milk or evaporated milk and you can figure out what it is so, um, sorry, Luca, I couldn't answer your question. Sorry, I just know it. I just know it comes in a can, and it tastes different than regular milk. That's all. Oh, that's fine. At least I know that it's thicker than regular milk now. How did you eat the blueberries and condensed milk? Would what you, you use milk? a spoon and then like? Oh, absolutely. It? Yeah, I would put them in a small bowl. Put the blueberries yeah. in a small bowl. I would sprinkle some sugar on top, and then I would pour in the condensed milk or the evaporated milk. So, and then I would just take a spoon and just eat them. So you eat it like cereal. Just like cereal. Yeah. How much sugar would you put in it? Ooh, a couple of teaspoons, maybe. <laughs> yeah. I, well, why didn't you put the whole bag? Uh, Grammy would have. Grammy would have cut my nuts off. <laughs> so, Did whenever, whenever you were younger and you went to a King Cone, what was your favorite flavor? Well, they really only had like, I, it was basically just a swirl. I mean, so here's the thing about soft serve. Soft serve is not like other ice cream. You don't have like you know a dozen flavors or what's Baskin Robbins, thirty-eight flavors or whatever the 31. hell. Thirty-one. 31, yeah. You don't have that. It's like, it's basically just like vanilla chocolate or vanilla chocolate swirl. So I always got the swirl. I thought, I thought that was caramel. No, caramel is like a topping. You know, it's oh, not yeah. like the flavor of the actual ice cream. I know that whenever you went to McDonald's to get a sundae, you would always get you caramel. You would always get caramel, yeah. It was very rare that Grammy would take us to McDonald's and even more rare was she would let us get a sundae. But when I, when I did, I would always opt for the caramel. I think I like caramel better. Too. Oh yeah, caramel. Caramel so it's superior to Todd Fudge in every way. I don't care what you say. Don't at me. Anything else, guys? Before we wrap it up? Oh uh, no, I'm no. Sorry. Luca, anything else? Uh no, I'm finished. I've asked all my questions. Okay, Milo, anything? No, she's shaking her hand. 
All right, well, this has been fun, guys. I really enjoyed this. We'll have to do this again sometime uh, if we can find another topic. And uh, I guess we'll just go ahead and say goodnight, goodbye for tonight. Uh, as I mentioned at the top, we're very excited tonight because my logo, my actual logo for my podcast has finally been finished. And I'm very excited about it. I really, really love it, the girl who did it. and She did a great job. So we'll be debuting that later tonight. Uh, until then, I want to say goodbye. Why don't you guys come say goodbye, Max? Goodbye. Luca? Goodbye. All right. So I wish you guys all the best, and we will catch up with you on the next episode. Ciao.